welcome back to season four, episode two of 20-somethings, failing at nothing. Hello, Megaly Mood. <laughs> How are you Hello. feeling today? Tell the people where you've been. Been to Cornwall. You've been to Cornwall? Been to Cornwall. Three days in a tent. A weekend well spent, I'd say. A weekend well spent. Do you know what? Mm-hmm. My screen time mm-hmm. this week... Mm-hmm. Is down 31%. That's mad. From just being somewhere with something to do. That's crazy, isn't it? Mm. Do you feel... Well, actually, you don't feel very well. Do you feel feel better for not being on your phone so much? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've spent my time better. I feel like we do that when we're on holiday as well. I come back, I'm like, I haven't even touched my phone. Hardly at all. Oh, but then when I'm home, I'm just always on it. Yeah. But I was really, really surprised. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it at all. Mm-hmm. And then I obviously got the Monday notification and I spent 10 years on my phone today. <laughs> and yeah, it sounds 31%. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're like an adult now. Yeah. And we haven't seen each other for five whole days. I know. That's we, actually awful. We've basically broken up. We've, we have. <laughs> oh, that's how I feel. I feel detached. I've got anxious detachment from you now. Well, let's reconnect. Let's with the pod. Yeah. So, topic. Topic of the day. Mm-hmm. Something I think a lot of people go through in their 20s, and I feel like everyone would probably go through this at some point in their 20s, or at least notice it. So, I'm seeing a lot of things at the minute, well, you'll know where, <laughs> but about loneliness in your 20s. And this is this is like on a spectrum from maybe not having any friends in your 20s like coming out of school or uni and realizing oh my god like i've actually got no one yeah no one i could call no one i've what did our friend say the other day what did lauren say the beer friend and the puppy friend a friend you'd go for a beer with and a friend you'd let your let look after your puppy yeah and that's kind of how you can like determine your level of friendship what kind of friend you are yeah so there's three isn't there there's the friend you'd go for a beer with yeah the friend you'd let look after your puppy mm-hmm and the friend that you'd want to do both. Yes. And like these and like people that I've seen talking about this are saying that like they, they would have none of those things, not even necessarily the friend you could go for a beer with. And so like finding and also how hard it is to make f- true friendships mm-hmm. once you've left school. And I think that's really true because when we talk as well like a lot of the time we're talking about our friendships that we've had since school and and maintained thankfully until this point. And, like, for me, any other friend I've made has been from work. And so I've... But that's a much smaller number of people that I've kept in my life, like, post-leaving those jobs and stuff, than it is the friendships that I created during school. And I think I can imagine how... I I remember the only... I suppose because, obviously, our friendships have maintained. So I guess, in that sense, we can't relate. But I do remember going to university and feeling like, fuck, I don't have anyone here. Mm. And that's like the first time I remember feeling like, oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit lonely right now. Like I don't quite know what to do. I remember at uni. I remember in that first week, mm-hmm. I was literally lying in my bed. Yeah. And I was like, if this is what everyone has been going, obviously I went to uni a year later than you guys as well. Yeah. In my head, I was like, if this is what everyone's been going on about, like I don't want it. Mm. Like I want to go home, but give it time. How was it though? Because you went the year after us. How was, did you feel that loneliness in that year? Do you think the year that I was here on my yeah. own? Yeah, I hung out with 
the boys a lot. Mm-hmm. Which was lovely, don't get me wrong. But yeah. I do feel like... Obviously, it was normally all of us. Yeah. And then it was just me and them. Mm-hmm. And it was fine, but I did feel like that I was intruding. And obviously, because my boyfriend is in that group of friends, mm-hmm. I never wanted it to be like, you know, the one that always brings a girlfriend? Sure. Or the girl that always brings a boyfriend. I didn't want it to be like that, but mm-hmm. I genuinely didn't have very many people here anymore. Yeah. But I think you kind of... You don't have that same, like, lonely feeling because, like, I was still living with mum and dad. Mm. Like, my sister was here. The boys were here. The girls were coming back to visit home. Mm-hmm. I was going to visit them at, like, birthdays and stuff and where they were yeah. at uni. So, it was... I think I missed the day-to-day stuff. Like, sure. we did a lot... We did a lot of, like, sitting and having a tea, having mm-hmm. a chat, like evening chill stuff mm-hmm. I think I miss that more than I miss like the big fun stuff yeah because essentially the big fun stuff still happened we still did birthdays we just yeah. didn't we did it differently but I think yeah when I got to uni I was like fuck this sure but then and my attitude at uni was really bad like I went in with the attitude of like, I don't need any more friends yeah I think I did too but I think it was probably a defence mechanism more than anything because if no one likes you, we didn't want any more friends anyway. Yeah. And it's like, so bizarre though. Why do we put that negativity in and there? And like, I didn't need you anyway because I've really got my friends at home. But like, mm. you can have as many friends as you like. I've got loads of great friends. Loads. <laughs> I hand- have so many great friends now. I've got a handful of great friends from uni. Yeah. Who I still see like consistently. So I did need more friends. <laughs> yeah. But it, it made, I think it made me feel more calm mm-hmm. that if I didn't make any friends. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting in my like, in my classes, and being, like, don't get me wrong, everyone's lovely, Mm -hmm. but, like, I don't know, I had such close friends already, Mm. and I just remember sitting there looking around, like, what am I really doing? Not what am I doing here, because I actually really loved uni, and, like, I want to go back to uni again, Mm -hmm. so I definitely didn't hate it, but I was just very used to being, like, fully supported. Sure. So I think it was just a bit of a, like, shock. I think as well, a lot of people, and I suppose this is more this is more of like honed in on university, but a lot of people will say to you before you go, you'll meet your best friends there, you'll meet the love of your life there. Like, and such I was an so defensive. Sure, but the thing is, you can meet your people at any time in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could be 50, 60 and meet the best friend you've ever had in but your life. Everywhere new I go, mm-hmm. I think I'm not going to meet anyone because I've got enough friends already in mm-hmm. my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I do, which I do think is probably more based on the fact that if you don't make friends, then it like it's a defense mechanism. Basically, I'm sure pretty convinced. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I've gone, I've met at least one person that I know. I'll keep seeing. Yeah. Like when but I, are they the type of friend that you know you could go for a beer with? Look after your dog or both? Both. Oh, really? Nice. I... Yeah, I've only met, a f- like, I have I would say, like, again, a handful of people since leaving university. Like, from, like, and it generally, it's from work, isn't it, that you meet new people? Like, I haven't, I actually don't think I have any friends from my late teens, 20s, who I've met outside of work. Oh, absolutely not. I think that's fair to say. Uh, nor have I. But how do I, you, how does that, how do people do that? Well, I my guess, sister like, made, like, a gym friend the other day and they went for coffee. 
Oh, that's like, lovely. She does the quiz, and a girl that comes to her quiz. How do you talk to people at the gym? I can't, I fuck me. How does that happen? I have no idea. The gym is the most. Wi- I feel like I'm in Sims at the gym. Everyone's like doing their weird whatever exercise the hell, by themselves yeah. with their headphone in. Like I could fall over, really hurt myself, and people would feel too awkward to come over and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a me problem. No. I'm saying this like I go to the gym. <laughs> I've <laughs> On the occasion that I do go. <laughs> I've had a gym membership for three months and I've been three times. It's okay. It's not, it's not so good. <laughs> I am pennies down, my friend. Three times more than if you didn't have a membership. Yeah, pennies down, pounds up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I would say I've made this, like, I would say I made a handful of friends at uni. Mm-hmm. Proper friends. Mm-hmm. Handful of friends at my work now yeah but then I'm like maybe that goes on do you when you get a different job do you meet people that you do I just think you don't think you're going to meet people in your 20s mm-hmm. that make you feel the same way as your friends that you've had forever but you do yeah of course and I guess it like it surprises you I suppose mm-hmm. well I wasn't expecting that yeah I think it's tough when you um I'd say the thing that changes or the thing I've noticed the most that changes is that friendships between and this is based on I'm basing this on myself which would be a heterosexual woman that friendships with men mm. outside of the friends I've already got that are male doesn't tend to happen and if I if that did ever happen there is always it's always questioned always people I, are like oh but do you like them oh but is something going to happen I have I don't think out of my handful of friends that I've made since like my consistent friends and stuff. I'm not like there are people in my life that like we keep in touch every now and again, but like consistent friends that I see on a regular basis, talk to on a regular basis, have all been women. Yeah. I mean my friends from uni we've got boys and girls. Yeah. But I think like that's a group, isn't it? Like sure. We became friends as like one big group. We didn't become like one on one friends kind of thing. Yeah. Um so I like, never questioned that. And no one ever questioned no. that. But yeah, I guess it would be quite hard to explain that situation. Well, because we're in the era of, like, the next phase of your life. <laughs> so if you were to make a new friend that would be, like, for me, in my instance, would be a straight male. Yeah. That would come with questions. So it feels quite... Mm. But almost, I wouldn't even, like, I don't even... I don't think about it until I'm talking about it right now, to be fair. Yeah, no, I've never thought of it before. But if I was to say to the girls like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going for, I'm going for drinks tonight with John," (laughs) you'd all be like, "Oh, who's John?" Yeah. But if I said, "I'm going for drinks tonight with Samantha," I would be like, "Who's Samantha?" Samantha? But it wouldn't be the same. It'd be, "Oh, who's Samantha? How do you know her?" Whereas if I said, "I'm going for drinks with John," people like, "Who's John? Why haven't you told me about John?" We're just friends. Uh, Yeah, that's true. It's so different, isn't it? Mm. Like it changes and. Like, other than our guy friends that we have, or the men I have in my life right now, I haven't made a new guy friend in a real long time. No, I guess, that's going to oh, be no, a I challenge. Am. I'm going to go make new guy friends. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who they're going to be yet, <laughs> but I'm going to make them. <laughs> Open the application. <laughs> I will say, though, a positive that I think has come, that for me at least, came out of feeling that loneliness. Because I don't remember feeling that loneliness until my late teens. And what I mean by that, that loneliness, in little quote marks, is that feeling of, like, I actually don't know what the fuck to do right now, kind mm. of loneliness. Like, 
I'm just gonna sit in my am I just gonna sit in my room? Like am I just gonna be by myself? Like I have yes. I have zero plans and potentially have no one to make those plans with. And like nobody that do you ever have that feeling where like nobody cares what I'm doing? Yeah. And it was like super weird. And obviously, as we all know, I've mentioned before, would write very intense diary entries at that time. <laughs> However, one thing I will say that I think a positive that came out of that for me was learning to like my own company. Because before that, I would hate, and hate is the word I'll use, mm-hmm. to, ha- to have to be by myself, yeah. to go shopping by myself, to go to the supermarket by myself, to drive to somewhere by myself, to call up the doctor's to book an appointment to walk into somewhere by myself i would never have done that but from being kind of forced into a situation where i was on my own is this uni where you feel like you uni was the first time because before that we were at school that's the same for me we were totally at school and then i remember feeling it hugely um coming back from university so the first six months after i'd moved home I was in a really kind of low place mentally, like really hated where I was, what I was doing. I just really didn't like, I couldn't see any... Do you think it's that that like ending thing though? Like, I know not everybody does it, but I feel Mm. like your life is planned up until that point. Yeah, and I had zero plan. It's all put in place, like you'll do this, then you'll do that, and then you'll go to uni and then you'll get a great job. But you finish uni, you move back in with your parents, there's no job in sight. You have no fucking clue what yeah. you've just done for the last three years. Like No idea at all. They stop telling you they, like, the fucking great <laughs> God, I don't know, the man above, stops oh telling you what to do at that point. Yeah. And then that is isolating in itself. Hugely. And I remember, and that was, and I suppose the difference between my uni loneliness versus coming home loneliness was that uni loneliness was just because I was, I was Physically in the process alone. of, like, I was alone, but I was also forced to make friends with people I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was like a new beginning. And I learned to like go for dinner by myself and go shopping by myself and call up and make appointments by myself and all of these things. And that was a great learning curve. Coming home from university and being in the workplace, which is the same whether you come home from uni or you're 18 and deciding what you want to do with your life, like, or 35 and changing your job or 56 and leaving work or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like, it's all the same. I remember, even though I was surrounded by people, very luckily surrounded by people, and had a group of friends, I, I felt so lonely because I didn't think anyone else was in the same position that I was in. Yeah. Because to me, all I could see, comparison completely in my eyes, and I was comparing to my friends and going, hold on, well, they've, one of them's going to go off and study this. The other one's got a job already. And like, everyone's other, got like, it together. Everyone had it together. Mm. And I was like, I am six months into being unemployed, have applied for 80 jobs that I don't want, had I always I was the one with the plan so when my plan changed I was like oh no and then felt so lonely because I was like I don't know what to do and also everyone else was either at work or like studying again or whatever I had a lot of time to myself mm-hmm. a lot, my, all my family were going to work every day so you were kind of like sitting here on your own I was day. just sitting in the house on my own yeah and like not even kidding sometimes it could get to like I don't live for the weekends because the weekends didn't matter who was at work or who was at college. Everyone was free. Everyone was free and partying. Then. So Monday oh, to Friday, yeah. like, really wouldn't even get out of pyjamas. And, like, that was that. See, that is the time. Just... Like, and that had nothing to do with university. Like, that had to do with becoming an adult, I guess. And, like, learning what that meant to, like, grow up a bit. Mm. And for the first time in my life, that was when I felt, like, 
super lonely, but actually I was surrounded by people. So that was kind of like a weird moment it's in like my internal life. internal though, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. Because the truth is I wasn't. And so many people, like now, even from like doing this podcast as well, like when we chat to like our friends or we chat to other people or whoever, everyone has felt that way. Like everyone's like, oh my God, like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing at this point. Or like, I had this job yeah. for the first year and then left. Or like, what? Or I tried uni, hated it, didn't go. Or I never went to uni and didn't know what to do. Like, everyone's felt loneliness. At somewhere, at, at so some many point. points. But yeah. like, what about lockdown? Yeah, that didn't serve. Like, for that at all. That took loneliness to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's the only select amount of people that will ever have been... You could say the same for any age, obviously, but being in your 20s mm-hmm. in a lockdown, in a global pandemic... Yeah. ...is, like, so isolating. Hugely. So scary when you're trying to map out a career mm-hmm. and... Or travel, like, they're the two things that people are doing at that time. They're, they're either sort of, like, maybe they're starting up a small business, maybe they're climbing their way up some sort of ladder, maybe they're going to travel, the, like, the world, whatever it is that they're going to do. Anything that people do in their 20s, essentially just to feel something. Yeah. Some sort of... I guess, like, you're trying to figure out what brings value to your life. Huge. And, like, what is actually important to you. Because for some people... Being a CEO isn't it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not saying for everyone. And I think, like, it, they're the transformative years where you figure that out. Yeah. And then to just be told that, like, actually, scrap that. None of you are doing anything. Mm-hmm. Sit inside. Yeah. Don't see your friends. Don't see your boyfriend. Don't see your colleagues. Yeah. Sit, sit. If you're working, you're working from home. Like, And if you have COVID, sit in your bedroom for 10 days. Or sit in a room by yeah. yourself for 10 days. That was hugely lonely at that point it's like this is the kind of torture Mm -hmm. that we give to like the most notorious yeah criminals yeah yeah it's like sit in a room alone and it's not good for you i know obviously they were trying to do what they were trying to do i'm not disputing that but i'm just i'm just saying that is gonna have whoever you are that is gonna have such an effect on what stimulation more than Mm. anything like we became so unstimulated, hence why, like, I think The Times is so, so, so popular because it's constant hits of, like, stimulation. Why our screen time is, like, through oh, the disgusting. roof. disgusting. Like, everything became forgivable in that, in that period of time. Mm. It was, like, whatever you needed to do to get through it, you yeah. just did it. Like, Indeed. and... That's great, but it's also given us an excuse for pretty much absolutely everything. Yeah. Like, we just think everything's fine. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone today, and um, actually not long before we started doing the pod, and she was saying about how we were talking about being like an like a extroverted introvert, and she was saying that like that's what COVID did to her. As much as she loves socialising, she still has that just want to go home and wrap yourself up kind of a feeling. That, and I remember, like, when we were coming out of the pandemic, everyone was like, I'm not going to go out as much. I'm not going to party as much. Like, I really value my time at home. Like, we had... I remember thinking I'd never go out again. I didn't either. Out. I didn't either. I was like, I fucking love Saturdays at And home. it's like, I can't remember what it was like before that now. But I remember, I do, obviously, I remember what our life was like. But I can't remember how I felt before the pandemic. Oh, no. I only know what my life was like post that time. But my question... But, okay. No, no, you go, say. I was just going to say, like, I do think that 
in a way, is feeling lonely of some sort at some point in your 20s. One, I think, is, like, normal. Oh, super normal. I don't think it means you need to be physically alone. I think everybody feels isolated at some point or another. Yeah. But I don't think it's, like... I do think it brings some sort of value. Mm -hmm. Like, I do think there's positive things about it. I think it's always you can learn something from it. Even if it is just that it forces you to find something that you find interesting. Mm -hmm. Like I said, when we were away at the weekend, um, we were talking about hobbies. Mm. And obviously the boys will play golf. Yes. And I was saying, like, I I obviously don't want to do that. (laughs) But I was saying, like, I would love to have something, like a hobby or a thing to do mm. or go out and do that doesn't involve drinking, doesn't involve being reckless, just like a normal day thing, so that I never felt bored. Mm. Do you know, like, if you're like, oh, I've, got, I've got two hours to kill, like, I'm bored, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just go down to play around with bowls. Yeah, like a club. Yeah, I don't want to. Like the golf club, the boys can just go and play golf. Yeah. Well, you... Whereas, like, you couldn't do, like... Like, if we were to take up, like, pottery, you pay each week to go. Yeah. It's something where you could just, like, t- turn up. And they pay a lot of money to go there, but they know that they're going to go all yeah. the time. I don't know. But I no, think I that's a good... I think that's a good starting point if you are feeling lonely mm-hmm. in your 20s. I think the best thing you can do is join a club. Oh, Not yeah. necessarily a sports club, but, like... You know, one of our friends, she did, like, a six-week drama course. Yeah. One of my friends does do pottery, and mm-hmm. she goes, like, four times a week. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think it's that social, but she I loves it. I would love that, though. I think I'd enjoy pottery. I think you'd be shit at it. Wow. That's... No, I think I've got potter's hands. <laughs> Look at my hands. Your hands aren't potter's hands. No, they're too beautiful. Your hands are, like, delicate princess hands. Mine could get could get down with some clay. <laughs> I think I'd be pretty good. I might start making vases. Okay, and I love flower and flowers in them. I love vases. I'll well, have anything. I'll make you a vase. Thank you. Get ready. I'm <laughs> going to buy a kit on Amazon to start. Um, I have a question though. Yeah. And we actually probably should have got your sister on for this podcast because I feel like your sister's actually quite great at this, making new friends. She is good. But my question is, like other than a club, because sometimes it's just not feasible for somebody or whatever. You have to pay. Like, yeah, there's sure. always something. Yeah. Always. How do people make friends in their 20s? 20s, like, this is 20s up. I don't, it's not just our age, but obviously we are only in our 20s. We can only talk from our experience. How do people make new friends that doesn't include work? I have no idea. And a lot of my life has been spent working with, like, children and students and stuff and kind of encouraging them to do those things because I know how to do that in a school setting or a school situation because mm. I was there, and that and you have friends on tap, like there are just all these people around you that you can talk to. Friends on tap. Like, but in life, you walk, like I could walk around Tesco's, again, essentially it's like a playground with food in it. But you're not going to leave I'm not going to go up and talk to everybody, no. and I'm not going to leave with a mate. How do people make friends? I think, your camera just turned off. Oh. Your storage is full. Oh. Just, just, just leave it for now. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and I'm not saying I am going to do it. Yeah. But I'm saying if I was suggesting it to someone, mm-hmm. I think that a, a lot of what you look for in a friend is like some sort of similar interest, some common sure. ground. Whether that's like a moral common ground or same hobbies, same taste mm-hmm. in music, like, I don't know, are you both vegan? Like, yeah. th- what kind of thing? 
Like, we both like to go to the theatre. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if we were going to do something together outside of the ordinary, we'd be like, oh, why don't we book tickets to something? Do you know what's hilarious, though? We never go. How many times have we been? <laughs> <laughs> How many have we been? We've been twice. Thrice. Thrice. We've been thrice times to the theatre together. Fine. That's actually shocking. I know. Considering... We both did creative degrees. We and both love the theatre. I did theatre design and you did acting. That's we never shocking. We theatre. But, um, but, like, you know that you've got something in common, something you can talk about. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So I think that I would say, if I was looking to make a friend, mm-hmm. I would be looking in the places that I do those things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the places where I tick boxes for, like, my likes, mm-hmm. I would be looking for friends in those places. Sure. Like, me and Alice were saying at the weekend. So I was niche but um <laughs> like if you were looking to meet someone yeah like a relationship mm-hmm. rather than friendship go to the music you like yeah to watch and meet them there <laughs> I do you know think... what i mean like, i feel like your music taste and the like the same people that like the same kind of things as you tend yeah. to be like your, your cup of tea. A concert or a gig is such a great place. Yeah. I went to one the other week and we were, I was there with three other girls, but we were chatting to loads of people. It was such a social environment. And we did the great thing and we stood by the bar, <laughs> which meant everyone must walk near us. We did a great room. thing. We made so many friends and it was so much fun. Like, everyone was chatting. We're in the queue. The queue's always a great place to make a pal. Yeah. Um, the girls bought... The girls bought... Why can't I talk? The girls' bathroom is what I was meant to say. On a night out, fabulous place to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> Always funny. We made a friend at the weekend. Called, Did you? We called him Zips. We don't actually know his real name. You just called him Zips. He was our tent neighbour, but his tent just, just so kept on zipping. That's incredible. That's <laughs> lovely. He was so nice. He was there with his family and his friends. Oh. Um, and like, we really liked him, but we're never going to see him again. So Zips, love you. Sips, love, I never met you, but I love you. Mm. For making love, I love you. He, we were talking one night. We were not even... Well, maybe we were a little bit drunk, but, like, we'd been travelling back for, like, an hour. Like, mm. we stopped drinking, like, two hours ago, whatever. And we were talking. He'd zipped himself into his tent. And we were talking to each other. Mm. We were talking about... I was saying that I think where we are, mm-hmm. it's as important to have a UK driver's licence. I don't know what I'm saying. You... UK drivers, a driver's license, as it is like certain skill sets or like bits of education on your CV. Mm-hmm. Because, like, say if you want to be a runner, because yeah. you want to get into that sort of industry, you can't do it if you can't drive. Like, it's part of yeah. the like requirement. Yeah. But obviously, maybe I was feeling a bit too strongly about it. We were going <laughs> around, we were talking about it, and you just hear zips go. How high are you guys right now? <laughs> like, like, zips, we're not. Z- not at all, zips. <laughs> we're just, just having a conversation about <laughs> UK driver's licenses. Gosh, I've nearly been driving. I'll be driving for 10 years next year. That's gross. Disgusting. I know, but like luxury, so it's okay. Oh, for sure. Very privileged, but also 10 years. That means I've been, I'm nearly a 10 year adult. And how are you finding that? Are you lonely? No. But I'm just as clueless as I was when I was 15. 100%. In fact, arguably, I was way more clued up when I was 15. I have, like, intrusive thoughts at the moment where, like, I'll be going about my day completely normally. Mm. 
And then something will pop into my head, like, what are you doing with your life? Intrusive thoughts are Like, I will literally be shopping. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your life? But I don't know. I don't thoughts. know. Yeah. Shut up, thoughts. And, like, I have a thought of, like, wanting to try everything, which I obviously can't, you can't do that. Okay. You'd never make a quid. You'd never make a quiz. <laughs> that is life advice with Megan today. <laughs> don't do everything you want to do because you'll never no, make a quid. Where would you go to meet new friends? Shops. No, I actually don't know. Genuinely, I wouldn't have a, a Scooby-Doo. Would you rather be lonely than make new friends? No. No. I'd rather make new friends. You just don't know how. I really don't know how. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if anyone listening to this is an active new friend maker in their 20s how? or 30s plus, please tell us. We'll do a poll after We'll do this. a poll. What do you do? How do Not you do it? a a question box. A question box. What? I um, want to know how do you, you want do it. new friends? Just wondering. Not necessarily a want. Feels like a threat. Not a want. Like, just... If it, I'm open to I'm open to all things. And what's your age range for friends? My age range currently of friends. No, like as in, would you have a friend that's like seventy? Yeah, I would too. I have lots. Of, my friend age range now is already quite vast. My friends range from twenty to sixty-five. I have no idea who you're talking about at either end of the spectrum, but that's okay. That's okay. And if I include my grandma, my friend range goes up to 81. Oh. <laughs> and she is my pal. <laughs> but so yeah, no, cool. I have friends. I have all different friends. A lot friends. of ages. But yeah, but also I worked in an environment where I was the youngest. Mm-hmm. So all my friends from my old job are now in their 40s. My work environment is very young. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm not the youngest there. You're just a youth. The youngest youth. person there is like 21, 22. You're old. Mm. Disgusting. I did see something, closing, closing yeah. story. Yeah, closing story. I did see something on uh, the Times the other day. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of witnessed it in real life at yeah. the weekend. It was really cute. So there's this guy who's traveling with this like group of young girls. They've obviously met mm-hmm. traveling and he's 85 and <gasps> they're like our age. Wow. And he drove with them from like somewhere to Italy or like around Italy or something. And... He just said, like, oh, I want, like, the years that I've got left to be, like, I have to have as much fun as possible. That's incredible. Isn't it? That's really beautiful, actually. Made me emote. Yeah, I bet. Did you cry? A little. Mm. And then on Friday night, we went to the festival during the day, Mm -hmm. the the evening. And then when the festival ends, there's, like, a pub on the beach that do, like, an after party. Right. So, like, it's, like, a bar. Mm -hmm. Club night. Not club night. It was this really weird... I, just, I got myself in for something that I didn't quite expect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we went to a rave that time in Brighton. I Remember that? No. Yeah, we followed. We met that guy. Oh, we made a new friend, and he took us to this bizarre, that was horrible underground beach rave, which wasn't a beach rave. It was in a club, but it was horrific. And I went home. Yeah, I went home too. Paid ten pounds to get in. It was awful. This was kind of similar. Well, it wasn't similar, but. I'm sure people know who they are. I feel mm-hmm. like they must be a thing. But they wear those, like, plastic, metallic masks. Right. Like, solid. Right. Like, a solid mask. And boiler suits. Sounds horrific. And there's, like, five of them. One person on the decks. And then everyone else is just, like, jumping around. Right. And I'm like, fair play that you've made a career out of this. Because only one of you is doing fuck all. Yeah. And the you're making a quid. Just, you're making a quid. Um, anyway, so it ended up being this weird rave type thing. Mm. Obviously, 
Alice loved it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what the hell is going on? Um, but there was a man in there and he was like, I would say young. Are you telling me Mystery Man didn't put on his silver shell suit and start jumping around he with a mask not, on? Not. <laughs> he did not. But actually, he did give it his best shot. Oh, bless him. As taught, taught him everything he needs, everything she knows. Um, there was a man in there who was like 78. Aww. And he was in, when I say it, we were like way back, just trying not to take it too far, get too, just trying our best. Mm-hmm. He was in the crowd, like jumping, Stunning. arm in the air. like I love that. And I don't know if he was on his own or with his family or whatever. But he was living his best life. Well, go him. And at that festival, the age range is newborn baby to 80 years old. And like, it's just so nice just seeing people... Making friends, living life. Well, they're just having a good time, regardless of how old they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's really nice. It's very different to most of the festivals I've been to anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice that, like, there's no right or wrong way sure but the funniest thing I saw the whole weekend mm-hmm. so there was a young crowd mm-hmm. like a 17 16 17 crowd yeah and we were in the silent disco mm-hmm. and so were they mm-hmm. and they all had their headphones on and there was three DJs playing three different channels and you obviously swap between them your headphones when it was dark the headphones lit up the colour channel you were listening to amazing um, and anyway all these teenagers were like getting off with each other but they were listening to different channels to the person they were kissing. <laughs> and you can tell you're getting old because I was like, that must be so challenging. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of them's got Adele and one of them's got Flo Rida. <laughs> <gasps> okay, closing statement of the week. Okay, go. I discovered something today. What did you discover? I didn't realise Matthew Healy and Taylor Swift were a thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We'll leave you with that, people. Think about it. <gasps> Couldn't believe it's it. It's big news. It's huge news. It's massive news. Huge. I'm both. I love them both. Mm, I'm more Matty Healy personally. I'm not a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. I don't hate her. If I met her, I'd go, oh, God, Taylor, what are you doing here? But if I saw Matty Healy, I'd say, bonjour. Because that's kind of sexy. Joking. Yeah. I love both. I don't know if I want them to be together. I don't want them to be together. It's like Harry Styles. I want him to be forever alone. <laughs> or with me. It's the only option. Two options. <laughs> that is very interesting. It is. Can't wait to watch it unravel. <sighs> I wonder if they start that as friends. They were. So I brought that back. They were. See what I did there? With the same guy. Hmm. Jack Antoff. I don't. I think he's a producer, writer. Well, I don't know, but he's Cupid. Watch this space. Mm. We will see. We will see. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. I don't, what do I say at the end? I've forgotten. I've already don't forgotten. Don't give me that. Kidding. <laughs> See you next time. Over and out, my tiny friend. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.